Listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here on 11:50 a.m. KKNW. I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Whoop whoop! Here it is. That drive today was a lot of fun. Was it? <laughs> no, no. it wasn't. Well, so I'm gonna say uh, Kauai. That's Seth Yamamoto. He wrote that song and played it for me. And um, Jeannie, I played on her show every uh, first Friday of the month. Uh, Seth's an amazing man, and I got a message from a woman the other day, and she said, do you remember me from Kauai? And I said, oh, I met a lot of people in Kauai, but we had a really nice phone call, and joining us this morning is Dory Madsen. Good morning, Dory. Hey, Dina. How are you? I'm amazing. I I made it. It's a long drive. (laughs) But I want you to tell the listeners how you met me. Well, I... It was uh, January, actually, of 2017. It was before I was going to uh, be heading off uh, on a different life path. And we were at a, um, our, our mutual friend, Jeannie Russell, got me involved in helping set up chairs and tables for this health fair that they were doing on the island. And um, you were there. And I, and I believe, actually, we had met one other time before, but that was like the time that we actually had a conversation and really kind of talked. Um, so that was a in January 2017. Yay, and then you, you sent me an email, and I kind of, that day I was thinking, I really don't have anybody for this Friday show, and all of a sudden, your your face, because I went and checked you out on Facebook, and my other friend, who's my guest later on, just came to me, these powerful women who have gone through adversity and have overcome it, and that's why we're doing the show today. All righty. And I want awesome. you now to tell the listeners your story. Okay. Well, as uh, Dina said, my name is Dory Madsen, and um, I've been in the fitness industry for more than 30 years. I was a champion bodybuilder, very successful personal trainer, yoga and Pilates instructor, lived my life pretty much dedicated to eating clean and exercising, helping others reach optimum health through their diet and exercise. And I've been what, you know, like they have these buzzwords nowadays, you know, so I've been what kind of been called paleo and keto that's the big deal now but i've been doing that for over 20 years we used to just be like you know that was like the bodybuilder way to eat (laughs) so i've been doing that for over 20 years including things like intermittent fasting and water fast but um, those things did not keep me from getting cancer Um, i was diagnosed at the age of 55 i'm 55 now i was just diagnosed in on september 2nd i have no genetic factors that they can test for currently. And um, I have, the only thing I have is I have one cousin that has the ATR1 and 2 gene, and she was diagnosed with early stage breast cancer in 2016. Um, and my mother did die from lung and brain cancer. My um, brother is a survivor of throat cancer, but both of them were heavy smokers. So my life, um, the way that I have lived my life, dedicating it to health and fitness for over 30 years, was not conducive for something like this to happen, and yet it still did. Um, 
so basically, um, I had been uh, in Alaska. So after I met you in Kauai in January, uh, where we actually talked a little bit about um, a life change, I knew at the time I was going to be leaving my relationship. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And you actually helped me realize that it was something that I had to do. So in February, I did leave that relationship. It was um, not a great relationship. So I left and I went to Alaska. And this would have this was 2017, and I the first summer I was there it was pretty it was hard you know but I loved what I was doing I worked for Holland America um, as a uh, supervisor for their escorted tour department and anyways um, that first summer that I was there I could I, I had symptoms but I didn't know that I was having them for instance my my main symptom which actually isn't a normal one was I had really bad breath. And it wasn't just, you know, bad breath. It, it literally smelled like feces. And it's only something that a dear friend of yours would tell you. And luckily, I had a friend of mine <laughs> yeah, say, your breath is really bad. And I just thought I was in ketosis because I was often in ketosis, you know. But it, it turns out that wasn't it. And the other thing I would say that was happening that first summer that I passed away as stress from my, you know, upheaval of my life was um, I was having... Um, some stomach issues, you know, like bloating, um, but bloating without gas. And then things like I was a little bit fatigued, but again, thinking now passing it off as something else. So after that summer, I came home. It was late September, so we're still in 2017. I did go to a naturopath, a friend of mine, and they took uh, my blood and put it under a slide. And he's, you know, they did some other blood tests and things came out fine, except he said I wasn't digesting fat. So I went on all these enzymes and uh, did some water fast and then ended up going back to Alaska. And uh, again, in April of 2018, I was supposed to stay there till the end of September. But I, as soon as I got there, I could tell I wasn't, I still wasn't up to par. Like I'm an avid hiker. It's one of the reasons I go to Skagway, Alaska, because the hiking is epic. And I was getting winded. And I was having a hard time motivating myself to go to the gym. And I just was kind of, eh, you know, which is not my normal. I'm the type of person that has way more energy than anybody should be allowed to have. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so it was, like, noticeable. And yet I was still thinking, okay, there's maybe maybe it's my microbiome. Maybe I screwed it up. I'm, self, I'm totally self-diagnosing because, you know, the stress I've been under. And when you go to Alaska, you can't eat the same way you're used to. So I'm not eating as well as I would like to. And so... Anyways, by July, I knew there was something wrong, and I came home on July 27th. I could not get into a gastroenterologist until the end of the month, and the reason I chose a gastro is because Dr. Google told me that all of my symptoms could be a gastro issue. Well, I get into the doctor, and she um, does all the blood tests, and she um, all the blood tests come back fine, and she actually fills around on my abdomen, but doesn't that she feels anything and I'm thinking for her she probably felt like it was um uh muscle she was feeling you know because I was very very lean I was only like 12 percent body fat at the time so um not being able to find anything I went home that evening and I've been miserable so now this past month that I've been home waiting to get in the symptoms started getting so bad to where I was having pain all the time in my lower abdomen and up in my left quadrant 
walking sometimes was really hard, especially impact. So if I would go uphill, it wasn't as bad. But as soon as I started to go downhill, I had to tiptoe because the impact was so, was killing me. And then I had this distension that made my abdomen as hard as a rock, but it wasn't gas. And I could barely eat. Every time I ate, it felt like I had eaten like a 10-course meal, even after just a couple of bites. So I knew there was something seriously wrong. So I was in the sauna one evening um, after this blood test and her telling me, you know, everything was fine. And I'm feeling around my abdomen. I'm like, there's got to be something. And I could feel something. And it was about, it felt like two to three inches. And I could feel the edges. And it freaked me out. So I called the doctor the next morning. And I said, we need to do a CT scan. And they did the CT scan on a Friday and posted the results on a Sunday without a phone call. This is what basically it said. Large pelvic mass and other findings of extensive peritoneal carcinomatosis, probable bilateral ovarian masses, suggesting ovarian cancer as the primary malignancy. And you get to see this without, all on your own, you see this? All on my own. It's on, it's put, she put it into what's called my chart, which is how we can communicate with doctors here and pay your bills and make appointments and see your test results and stuff. It got posted without a phone call. I, I was so, I couldn't believe it. And, and I read it like 10 times before it sank in. So, but I had some blessings happen during that time. So this is on a Sunday. It's a holiday weekend. Monday's a holiday. Monday, I go to, um, I call this little lady, my guru. She and I share the same birthday, July. And she's very, very spiritual. And so a lot of times we just sit and talk about, you know, different spiritual aspects and metaphysical things and whatnot. But I went to her house and we were talking about this. And she called her little lady, six-year-old boyfriend, whose son-in-law is a gastro, or not a gastro, I'm sorry, is a oncology radiologist at the Huntsman Cancer Center here in Utah. In 30 minutes, he would call me and completely set my mind to ease at, as far as I was way over upset. He just completely advocated. He says, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to get a hold of the cancer team up here. I'll get a hold of the gastro doctor and tell her she's out. And by the next day, I had a phone call and was in with my, um, who would now be my oncologist uh, for my gynecology oncologist. So um, it was as bad as we thought it was. It had spread all throughout my peritoneal. You know, I'm looking up the big words, peritoneal carcinomatosis. If you get that first, there's a 2% chance of survival rate. That's it. But as she explained to me, if it starts in the ovaries and then spreads, you have a better chance. She says 80% of women will respond to treatment um, regardless of the stage that they're in. The unfortunate part is it doesn't get caught till late, uh, hardly ever gets caught till stage three or four. If you get caught in stage one or two, because it's so masked, it's so hard to detect, but... um, Anyway, she reassured me that there's an 80% chance that I would respond. The bad part is that it likes to reoccur and tries to come back and find other places. So she sent me for a biopsy the next week, another CT scan of my chest. Because the first scan, she could only see that it was going into my chest, but not far how far. It had spread throughout my peritoneal, into my spleen, into my appendix, into two lymph nodes up in my chest, and all around my, surrounding my diaphragm. So... Um, now, during that time, she did a, a simple blood test that is a marker for
for this type of, of ovarian cancer. There's four types of ovarian cancer. Three of them are super rare. Like, you're, it's very, very, very rare that you're going to get. But the one that's most, you know, that most likely most women will come in contact with, they do, is called epithelial. And there's a simple blood test called a CA125 that can tell you if you've, if you've got that, that type of, if you have those cancer cells in you. Normal is below 35. Mine was 2,700 when she tested it. So, so it was way so, off the chart. Dory, did you ask for the shot? Is that something that they give normally to, to women, or is it just something no. rare? No, they don't. And, and a lot of your gynecologists won't even know about it themselves. This is an oncology marker that they use for this type of ovarian cancer. And this is one of the reasons that I want to talk about this is because when women, women have got to become their own advocates, okay? When, when we go in, when we start having these symptoms, you know, the bloating, I mean, how many people don't have that? I mean, we, you, we often have that. When it starts reoccurring a lot, we usually will seek out a gastroenterologist. And in, in our country, we are so specialized with, you know, gastroenterology. We have gynecology and we have our, um, you know, um, just, just different different fields that we would go to, right? Your internist and specialists and whatnot. So if you go to a gastro, they probably have never heard of a CA-125 and maybe not even your gynecologist. But it's a simple test that you can ask for if you're going to be going anyways. And ovarian cancer most likely will strike women from uh, around between the ages of 50 and 65. That's the median age. 55 to 60 is where most people are diagnosed. And so to me, it's like, why wouldn't you include that, you know, in your pap smear if you're going yearly at the age of 50? You kind of it's... like now they tell us, you know, like tell us nowadays with the breast cancer, you know, start getting your mammograms when you're, I don't remember, is it 30 that they're having you start with that now? <laughs> it changes. But We're in... do you, can you ask for that shot or is it something that your insurance won't cover or, I mean, why aren't they doing no, it? No, it's a blood test. Yes, your insurance will cover it and it, it's a simple blood test. And I don't know, this is where we are. This is where we are now with ovarian cancer is they're, they're still in the stages of trying to, get, uh, trying to get it out there like they did with breast cancer, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago where it became this big, massive um, drive to get women to start to be their advocates and get their mammograms and start doing their, you know, self-examinations and be proactive and go in and ask for these genetic tests that they now can do. That's where we are with ovarian cancer. There's a great website. Um, called o- Okra Hope, so O C R A Hope dot dot org, that has all kinds of information on it. If you go on there, that will explain, you know, kind of the cancer research and how they're trying to keep it going. I mean, we still only have about three genetic tests that they can even do to test to see if you can, if you have any markers for ovarian cancer besides the BRCA and the HER. So if you test positive for BRCA, you have a way higher rate of getting ovarian cancer as well. But there's other factors that they're trying to right now still test for. So when they tested me genetically, I, I came up with zero of what they, what, um, they could um, test for now. And isn't it a blessing that you, you actually found it? I mean, time is of the essence, right? Time was of essence, but I have to say, yes, and by the time they found it, I only had six months to live. So we found it very late. I was considered very late stage four. My, the, the chance of this coming back is like 
but um, you can't live your life thinking, you know, that way. I, you know, I, I mean, that the, yeah, that way. Like, I had. Um, I feel like there's so much I need to say still, you know. And, 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 and you can have your, you should have your YouTube channel is what you should have. And the, the thing is I want to get across is not only did you, you, you go out and, and you were an advocate for yourself, that you did other things. Like we were talking about the mind-body-spirit connection. Can you share a few things that yeah. as chemo was going, as you, you know, you had to go through surgery and all these things, plus the support you had. Can you give us a little bit of like how can we lift our spirits when we're going through something like that? Okay, let me let me start first kind of like with my treatment and what I did and then let me go into a little bit how I went how I was able to in my mind spiritually make it through all of this. So first off, after we found out the plan is to do three rounds of chemo using carboplatin and pa- uh, paclitaxel, that's what they used for me. Those are the ones that they said most people were, will respond to. And the reason that they do the three rounds of chemo, the surgery second, and then the three rounds is years ago, they used to just go in and completely first do the debulking, like let's get the, can- the tumor out as much as they can. But what was happening with that is they were having to take so much of the bowel and maybe so much of the colon because the cancer attaches to that. And you can't see through the CT scan how much is inside until you get opened up. And what, unfortunately, because it's such a morbid, morbid disease, women were being left with um, having to walk around the rest of their lives with a colonoscopy bag. And, it, you know, and I and to me, that's just not OK. Mm-hmm. Somebody came up with a bright idea about 10 years ago. It's like, hey, let's try three rounds of chemo and then do the debulking and then do another three rounds. And what they found, and this is how it worked for me, is they did my three rounds. They went in and they could see the tumor was negligible burnout. All of the little tumors that were along my peritoneal was burnout. They were able to just scrape all that off. They did have to re- remove my ovaries, of course, and my fallopian tubes. Uh, 20 years prior, I had already had a hysterectomy um, because my mother had taken DES in the 60s to keep from aborting me. And DES was a drug that they made that they came up with that helped women to stop miscarrying. miscarrying. But in 1970, when they banned it, because they noticed that 90% of the female offspring were getting uterine and cervical cancer, so I was having problems at 34, and we did a hysterectomy, and my uterus was full of um, precancerous cells. So I'd already had this hysterectomy. They've assured me that apparently that's not why I got ovarian cancer, but I do have to question that. I'm just saying that they're they're saying it doesn't have anything to do with it. I don't know, but anyway, so I had already had the hysterectomy, so they removed my ovarian, my ovaries, my tubes, my omentum, which is the fatty tissue that surrounds your internal organs, and it kind of lays in it. It's like a protective layer, a protective fatty layer. They removed my spleen, my appendix. They had to bring, take my diaphragm out and kind of scrape it and strip it, kind of like stripping off fat off of meat. You know, that was all the cancer. And the lymph nodes actually took care of themselves. The cancer um, in there was burnout. So after they, so after that, um, they sewed me up, and then we did the three more rounds of chemo. Chemo sucks, I got to tell you. After the very first round, I was so sick, and it was mostly I was sick with nausea and pain. I never threw up, but uh, the nausea and then the pain from that, the kidney was close, well, or my tumor was uh, pushing up against my kidney where it was causing hydrophrenosis. So something with the chemo just really caused my kidneys to really ache. And the 
and one of the biggest side effects for me with chemo, and, and I'm sure many people will attest to this, is it causes um, constipation. So first you have diarrhea, and then you have this horrible constipation, which I've never dealt with in my life. And um, the drugs that they, of course, want to give you are, um, you know, like um, Oxycontin, Lortab, these kind of things, and those cause constipation. So I didn't want to take those things, so I ended up using THC and CBD. I had people from all over the country sending me, I have many, many friends, you know, that's part of my blessings we'll talk about, but they were sending me gummies. And and I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not the one that likes to be high. (laughs) I would take these, I would take the ones that, um, it turns out I like the ones that was called Indica because it would make me sleep. And those were two of the things that I did, but I also used um, far-infrared saunas, and I did ice baths. Now, a lot of us know, and I know you swim in Puget Sound, right, Dina? Last night, yep. (laughs) Yep, okay. So you understand how, like, cold sponges are awesome, right? Mm -hmm. They are great for cellular regeneration. They are good for... um, promoting brown fat, which actually helps with metabolism and all kinds of other metabolic processes. But one of the things that they've been studying is how it promotes what, a thing called hormesis. And basically, ice baths will stimmer, stimulate anti-tumor immunity. So you remember hearing about T-cells? Well, it will help your T-cells. It activates them and mobilizes them so that they'll start attacking cancer. So that was one of the things that I was doing. And I would also do the far infrared sauna because research has shown that the higher temperatures, you know, up above 113 degrees can actually damage and kill cancer cells. And they're still studying this to to this day. So it's also the other thing I used it for is because going through chemo, they're trying to kill me, right? They're killing all of my cells. They're killing my ability to fight off infection and bacteria. And so when you go into, um, and, oh, and that's the other thing. Cancer tries to lower your body temperature because it cannot stand heat, right? So um, while it, so one of the other reasons for getting in the sauna was so that if I came into contact with any kind of virus or bacteria while I was going through chemo, it would, um, it would destroy, you know, hopefully destroy the virus. And I, I got to say, I never got sick during the time I was doing chemo. Um, so your diet. And then the other. And, and, and all of the things that people are giving you, and I loved what we were talking about because we're going to run out of time and I could talk to you forever, is that your, your, your mm-hmm. attitude, and then I just want you to tell the story about you on your, your paddleboard. My paddleboard? My paddleboard. Okay. Sorry. Has it been almost 30 minutes? It goes Please. by. Okay. Uh, okay. So something that happened right after my diagnosis, I, it was still very nice here in Utah, and I took my paddleboard out to this pond that I really love to go to, and it was on a Sunday. And it was very warm in September, and there was nobody there. Like, that was weird, the first weird thing, because there's always somebody there fishing or something. I put my board into the water, and I sit on it. I get out to the middle, and I'm just sitting there. And I decided I'm just going to sit there and open to grace. And I suddenly felt the sun was warm, but what I felt was as if the sun had taken its arms and wrapped it around me, like literally a physical hug. And... What I heard, Dina, is as much as I'm sitting here talking to you and I can really hear you, was do not miss out on your blessings for this is a gift. And I just sat there 
and I started to cry, and then I heard, you are not a victim, rather you are on a journey. And it was that moment that I knew that I was, not only was I going to be okay, but I had to share this, and I was not going to go through this as a victim, that I was going to take this, and I was going to receive whatever blessings, and out of that came hundreds of people from around the world, and I'm literally not joking, from around the world sending me blessings, prayers. I have people sending me, um, you know, I posted stuff on YouTube. If you go to Dory's story, D-O-R-I apostrophe S story on YouTube, you can see my online journey from the time that my kids came over and shaved my head to um, people sending me gifts, hats, things to wear, um, starting GoFundMe things because actually at the time I didn't have any insurance, um, just out of the woodwork, blessings. And then I had one other one, and I think I told you this also. I was, um, I used to have to wake up in the morning. I don't know why. I just wake up at like 4, 4.30 in the morning, and I called it my witching hour. And I had remembered that Joseph Campbell one time said that that's when God speaks to you. That's when you can hear the divine. And so I would get up, and I would go downstairs and sit in the window and just look out over the valley because I live up on this mountain right now and it's beautiful and you can see all the lights. And I remember just pondering this whole divinity and my, who am I in all of this space, you know, what I'm going through and how is this, you know, how is this going to affect me and my others and stuff. And I heard, again, it's plain as day, you do not need to know everything about me to know that you are as I am and you are loved. And I was just blown away because to be spoken to and know that I'm cared for through this whole journey is has made it possible for me to get through it. Without my team of great people that have taken me to my appointments, advocated for me, sent me things, I would not have, it would have been insurmountable, insurmountable. And so... I, I have always just looked at this as a journey and one of many blessings and possibilities, and I'm being grateful, and all I want to do is share that and help women become advocates and just get the word out so people know what to ask for when they go in. And, you know, I my Deidre is up next, and I, she has the same kind of story, but she looked up, and I think that spirit, you know, when it has your back— there's there's a higher thing, a higher purpose going on for everyone, and you're going to be a teacher, and you're going to help other people, and and this is really important that you get your message out. C A one twenty five. It's something that women should ask for if they're having those, uh, especially that bad breath thing. I mean, that's just not normal. Well, the bloating, yeah, like there's other things: diarrhea, constipation, frequent urinary urination. You know, those bloating, all of those things. Those are all symptoms that look like a gastro thing, you know, if you look on Google, you're, it's going to tell you you have a gallbladder issue or it's your pancreas or whatever. If you're going in for symptoms anyways, just say, hey, could you do a CA-125? And they'll go, what is that? And just say, please just do it. It's a cancer marker for epithelial uh, ovarian cancer. Super simple. You are the expert. So how can people reach you? Um, they can reach me through email at Dory Madsen. At gmail.com, D O R I M A B S E N, at gmail.com. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook and message me through there. 
and um, or they can you know get a hold of you and you can let them know. Yep, and I'll take I'll uh, the archive show will be tomorrow on my Dina Marie Lift Your Spirits page and Dina Marie, and also it's, the YouTube is Dory's Story D O R I Story. Right? Yes, D O R I apostrophe S Story. Yay. Well, thank Dory, you for Dory. joining us, Dory. And uh, again, you're going to have to set up, start telling your story, and we'll have you back on. We are. Uh, we're going to be starting a podcast and a YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, look for that. Yay. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Yay, thank you. You're you have welcome. a blessed day, my friend. You You're listening to Lift Your Spirit. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun interactive outings to some of my favorite places, sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tour spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdinamarie.com. Tea with Your Dragon is a tea shop located in historic downtown Stanwood. They specialize in herbal products to improve your everyday life and carry over 150 bulk herbs, spices, and teas. Their teas are carefully handcrafted with the finest organic ingredients. Tea with Your Dragon is full of whimsical gifts, locally handmade jewelry, and has a beautiful collection of stones and crystals. To learn more, visit teawithyourdragon.com or like them on Facebook to see upcoming classes and events. Hi, this is Dina Marie. You've heard me talking about writing songs with Mr. Van Conner. Well, I'm happy to say that our album is out now. It's called Coming Back Again. And it features songs like Legacy of Green, Silent Universe, and the title track, Coming Back Again. Our album, Coming Back Again, is now available for streaming and purchase at your favorite online retailer, including iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, and many more. Go to dina-marie.com. That's dina-marie.com for a full list of retailers. Watching the sunrise, the ocean stands between us. Look into the sky, think of second chances. Look into the past, a thousand miles between us. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Only way to go. Where do you find, where do you find this thing 
Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And joining me in the, sm- the studio, joining me this morning, like really early, all the way from Stanwood, Washington, is Deidre Rose. Good morning. This is your third time on the show. It is. Well, when I think of Deidre, my heart sings. Deidre came to me. I gave my books away. And one time I got this phone call and she had picked up my book and she wanted to hang out with me. She came to all my classes. We have so many synchronistic, amazing stories. And then we started the Tea With Your Dragon class for three years. And Savannah was in that class and she was on the show with you. And she sang the song Centerline. From that class, all these amazing things happened. And we're going to talk about your health first. Let's, Let's talk about your health, where you were when you first met me. I was extremely sick, uh, on, I believe, on my deathbed. I had exhausted all options and doctors, and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was not getting better, and I was giving up. And, of course, at that point, I found your book and read it, and it just the light went on. And I called you, and I said, I've tried everything. I'm going to try this route, and I'm going to go within and I started all the inside work on um, working on me and why this developed in the first place. And it's been nothing but amazing since then. She gets a uh, A plus for homework. <laughs> she, seriously, Deidre does her homework and she she goes home and she gets the prescription was what I call it. So some some of the things that you've done in the last six years. As for what I've done to heal, I've done my chakra reading to see where my energy was blocked and I do my homework to open that up I do my homework to find out why it's blocked in the first place I've had to go back to childhood how you're raised what what you're taught in school how you're treated by people you just go back through and start working through all that stuff and how it made you who you are today and basically start forgiving yourself forgiving those people working through all the situations and things you've done in your life um, because you develop in your body what your mind thinks. And if you're thinking negative things, you're emotional, it develops in, you know, that chakra. And I've had to do the work and find it and shake all that stuff. (laughs) Shake off the stuff. (laughs) Unpacking the suitcases. And I've watched you grow and and we, we split for a couple months and then we get back together and a couple years ago you'd written down some prescriptions do you remember what those were I know I've written letters um, I've had homework to go to the beach <laughs> I've had <laughs> all kinds of prescriptions just depending on what it was and I mean it took me on my journey it it, it was a real rough road to begin with and I didn't really understand it but now that I've done all this work. It's like all the energy and everything in my life just starts running crazy and wonderfully and all the good things start coming to you. And I started healing and my health is a thousand percent better than it was, which is amazing because I'm not on medication right now, any. And I mean, doctors say I'm supposed to be, but no matter what I go in for, they're going to say I'm supposed to be. But I keep doing my healing work and addressing what's blocked in my life and my energy and chakras to see what it is I need to balance or focus on and it keeps me going and it's body mind spirits we were talking about your of course nutrition which sometimes doctors don't even approach the nutritional side uh the way you think and feel of course you know like we you and I had a 
that antagonist. We had the same antagonist. It was the solar plexus chakra. And I was about to tell you about this person. It was just, it was eating me up inside. And you're like, that person did the same thing to me three years ago. And we both decided to let it go. Exactly. Because it would have killed us. Exactly. It would develop somewhere in your body as an ailment. Um, I read a book called Mind Over Medicine, and it really touches on the chakras and how different things you think manifest in you physically. And, you know, the, the saying I keep trying to hit home to people was I was made I was made so sick, but I was so sick to remember to look up again. And that's all the spiritual work that I've I've done. I remembered, you know, I, I God is there for all of us. We have to ask for the help. Angels are there. You just have to do your work, and they're totally there to support you. And it's nothing but positive when you decide. That crown chakra, setting your intentions, asking for help, and then you have the self-love. Like when those things start coming to you, like Dory had all those people coming and helping and and receiving, learning how to receive. And what chakra is that? Your heart chakra. And my lesson was on my a lot of my physical ailments. was self-love, which I didn't have any, but working back through all those chakras and doing my homework, I realized this, the things I had done cause, was because I didn't have self-love. And once I did decide that, that I'm important too and I have to be whole to take care of my family and everybody around me as well, I started advocating for myself as well. Doctors didn't believe me. What I told them was wrong with me. They didn't agree. I fought and fought and fought and finally just did what I thought was right. And I took a gamble. It cost me almost $7,000. But you know what? I was worth it. And it was the right thing. And I've been better ever since. And what did you discover? In what? When you were doing research, you were having, is it autoimmune issues? Autoimmune issues. um, My body, basically what I was diagnosed with was Crohn's and liver disease. But when I went back through, I had gotten um, breast implants, and I was sick from the day after for the next six years. And I knew from the day after I got them that it was what caused it, and I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm like, I kept telling the doctors that, could it be my implants? They're like, no, absolutely not. They're FDA approved, blah, blah, blah. Well, I said, I haven't been ever, ever this sick before in my life until I got these put in my body. They're like, nope, absolutely not. But it's also a billion-dollar industry, and no one's going to tell you that. But I, the next six years, kept you know them telling me I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. In doing all this healing work and asking for signs and you know any help I could get, I found a, a magazine while I was getting my hair done, and I read an article about what this person calls BII, which is breast implant illness. And I couldn't read it fast enough. And I couldn't get home fast enough because I wanted to look it up. And I did research for the next two months on this, found a Facebook group. In three months, I had surgery, had them removed. And I have never felt better. I, it, it was what was wrong. And the reason I had them to begin with was because I didn't have enough self-love. I didn't appreciate the body I had, what I was given. And, you know, now I realize that and didn't need to do it in the first place. But I learned my lesson and I'm nothing but better now. So when you practice self-love, did the world around you change? The people that you encountered? Everything changed. My job changed. My marriage changed. Everything in my world got turned upside down, but all for a thousand percent better than what it was. And I also realized everything that I've done in my life was 
just a lesson, you know? It was a lesson to get to where I'm supposed to be, and I'm uh, so happy. You know, everybody wants to be happy, and I found it. And she has so many stories, but the one I remember her prescription was when we were doing class— because everyone at work was gossiping and you didn't like your job and blah, blah, blah. And I was going to work there anyways. <laughs> I was hoping to work there. And thank God I changed my mind because my intuition said I should be doing my healing work. And I got to work with you. And yours was to make a bubble around your desk. Exactly. And how did that work? Every morning I sat in my car and I just imagined this white bubble around me. You know, keep me safe. Keep me away from negativity, negative energies, and negative people. That's all I said. Then I walked into work. My work completely changed. I think I had a new job in three weeks. <laughs> I'm, I was jealous of that job. You're like, well, I'm just sitting around. I'm, I'm having a great time. But yeah, and, and just recently they asked you to come back. It's like, yeah, you changed your tune and your whole world changed. And because I have I get to witness this over a long period of time, Deidre uh, got out of a relationship that wasn't nurturing you. Yep. I ended up, you know, getting out of the marriage I was in. Um because I started to grow, you know, so fast and, you know, everything around me was changing. My attitude was changing. I was refusing to deal with negativity. I wanted to be surrounded with positive everything. And I just trusted the path it was taking me on. You know, I didn't want to get divorced. I didn't think that was the answer. But I was, you know, eventually told that that's the answer. And I trusted my gut so much after everything I had already been through that that's just where it took me. And I'm on such a better road and beautiful things have happened ever since and you met Jordan I did and I remember Jordan coming to learn Reiki mm -hmm. I remember him coming for a reading with you and I just remember some of the intentions were I think was to have a child it was <laughs> yeah do you have one we now have a child <laughs> <laughs> and who got engaged on Mother's Day I did <laughs> And I was, the, I say, I would just have to say, my arm hairs are just sticking up because my most amazing, I was kind of like too busy last year, but or the year before when you came in and Jordan learned to do Reiki and here you are pregnant at my place and we are raking you and, and, and the baby. It was just like, it was the most surreal, amazing, like we were glowing. Mm -hmm. And I thought me and Jordan might have a temple life together because it was so powerful. Yes, it, it was amazing. That was, you can't describe the feeling of, just pure, absolute love, like just unconditional pure love. Like you're just being hugged by heaven. It was unreal. It was a hug from heaven, and it was it was reciprocal. We were all getting it, and if Jordan probably wasn't as open minded maybe a while back to this uh, kind of stuff, but I think he is now. Oh yeah, he he's watched all the stuff that I've done and changed and. I don't think he questions any of it anymore either because he's been a witness to the entire journey because, you know, we worked together and he knew how he saw how sick I was back then. And, you know, everything has just taken off and he's watched it all and watched all the work I've done. And he, he knows that <laughs> it does. And, and you're a Reiki practitioner. You can you do readings on your own. We've done healing fairs together. And that was the best part. I think at the end of our three years uh, stint for classes at, on Tuesday classes, uh, we'd had a healing fair and everyone was doing their 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 work. And that was probably one of the highlights. But everyone in that group went off to do amazing things. Exactly. And I'm, you know, starting to do my healing stuff more and, you know, trying to stick with it as best I can. You know, it gets busy with the baby. But every time I do wonderful things start coming around me again. 
So let's talk about um, unpacking our suitcases. Um, a lot of the healing work that you do, it, a lot of the stuff that happens to you in the past obviously manifests in you physically. So I guess what I want to tell people is if you're sick or completely unhappy or feel stuck, there's something that you need to unlock or unblock. And when I went back and, you know, went through my chakra readings originally, you find out, you know, the stuff that happened to you in the past, anything for that matter. It could be any situation or the way you were raised or you start doing your homework about it. You start writing letters or doing intention boards to get through that stuff. And you would be completely shocked and amazed how fast the energy in your body starts healing whatever physical ailments you're having. It, it's totally, completely related. What you think is what you create. And if you're holding all this anger and frustration and unforgiveness in your body, it, it's going to sit somewhere in you physically and you need to get it out. You need to shake it loose and, and, and move forward so you can get through it because everybody can. You just have to do the work. And there are so many times I'm like, I think I'm going to throw a class at Tea With Your Dragon. And she'd be like, I just put my, I, my intentions about doing something or my your my book on the steps. Or every time I would come up with this idea, I swear it was you sending the vibes <laughs> to me. And then we get together and it's like we, well, one, I was just starting on the island when you first came to me. You were the first real class I had at my house. And it was me starting over from, you know, a big house to my little tiny cottage there on the end of the island. But we grew together, you know, and I, I there's too many stories to tell. But we also um, went to Sedona together. We did. That was the most amazing healing trip ever. The the vortexes and the yoga and the classes and the talking. And you you just learn tools to work through your stuff. And it's all easy. It's all easy to do. And anybody do it and it was Roy Holman was running it so I got to be in the circle and not have to be teaching which was really powerful for me and that's when my knee was bad so you kind of took care of me when I couldn't go hiking and you and I hung out and but it was kind of fun for me too to not be the facilitator and watch you helping other people I was just sitting back most of the time watching a lot of the time well a lot of the people in the group you know you obviously have time to talk because you're hiking and stuff and I started telling my story and they started getting you know goosebumps it's like this stuff is real and it really does work and you know if if you feel stuck I mean what else do you got to do I mean try it <laughs> all you can do is try and see how it helps you and just by picking it like I always go to like, I used to go to a bookstore this was a used bookstore and just ask spirit, what can I, what can I, what do I need to learn? And then usually a book will fall out. I've heard all kinds of stories. Uh, someone has my book for two years, and then they just pick it up the perfect time timing. And it doesn't have to be my book, of course. And taking some classes and going uh, and finding that thing that you're passionate about, and and then you can't teach it. But you learned Reiki with me, and I think I would love everyone to learn Reiki one. Yeah, the energy is amazing because you, you're. You're trying to heal somebody, and that energy focuses. It, what you put out comes back to you ten times. You know, it's it, it's all love, and that's how we heal. And the more people that do it and the more we do it, we're sending that ripple out there to just change everything and everybody. We just have to teach people the tools, and people have to just give it a shot. Well, and it's the things you can't see that matter. 
It's our energy that matters. And when you do Reiki, you're opening up your heart. And if you learn it with the chakras, you're not doing anything. You're a conduit for this amazing energy. If you're grounded, you don't hold on to other people's stuff. It just moves through you. You get it. The person on the table gets it. And we do Reiki circles or a 15-minute session. But everyone does call it a, a big hug from spirit or it's just you're being loved and i think more people need love exactly man i can't watch facebook anymore <laughs> it's getting overwhelming but you know just stop and I, I that's why you know my goal is to get back into doing the work that i love to do and then of course you can have your own reiki circle and you can open yourself because you've been doing your own readings and such yes yes i did on facebook doing awaken within um basically want to teach people that they have the power to change their life. They have the power to make all of this better, you know, physically, emotionally, you and only you can make the changes in your life. No one can do it for you. So you take your power back and you awaken your, your own soul because your soul is striving for love and something better. And you absolutely just take that leap. And what's the Facebook page again? Awaken Within. And then if people want to get into the group, if, say, they have implants and they're not feeling well, what group is that? That group is called, I believe, Breast Implant Illness by Nicole. And when I joined it, it was about 20,000 women, and it's now at 80,000 women. It, it is a real, real thing, and it causes so many different diseases. I went through and I read it for a month, and I, you just know. You just know. You find it for a reason. And I did. And it's, it was great. To find and I remember it. we were doing a tarot class, and your question was, because uh, I'm just remembering, we were outside. I think your mom joined us, and, and you were going to ask for a, a, a healer or a, a practitioner, a good one. You know, and I say to people, like, if you're going in for surgery, if you're going in anywhere, you get your oil change. I don't care. If you're going somewhere, ask, just like you did before you went to work. Ask the universe to send what you want, you know, a competent person who cares and listens. How about being just touched by your physician, sometimes on the shoulder or, you know, I've been to the physician and they never even look at you. Like, it's, it's, it's insane because basically they give me a prescription and send me out the door. But being more active in your own healing, asking questions. And if you don't like your doctor, fire them. Exactly. I went through quite a few until I found one that actually cared to listen to what I had to say. Whether she agreed with me or not didn't matter. She, it was somebody that was serious about getting me help or, and healed. And it, it, was, it was what changed everything. Somebody that cared. So were you ever put on, like, a drug that you didn't want to take and tried it out? Or? Oh, yeah. I, when I was first really, really sick, I went in and, you know, I went through five doctors. They couldn't tell me what was wrong. So finally at that point I thought I was just de- <laughs> destined to die at that point. And I went in and I just said, you know, I need antidepressants. There's nothing I can do, obviously. So I'm pretty sad that I know I'm going. So can you just get me something? And they're like, sure, here. They didn't ask really why I think I'm sad. You know, it was just basically a write it out and goodbye. No, no research, no, you know, trying to convince me not to. It was just, okay. Why do you think you were sad? I didn't want to go. You didn't want to go <laughs> because you have so much to live for. Exactly. Exactly. And when I get to hold 
what's your baby's name? I'm sorry. It's so Jensen. Early. It's so early in the morning. I'm like, God, we got here. That's the biggest no thing. Worries. We're coming from Stan and Camino. But it's just like when I see the Facebook pictures of you and Jordan and, and just it's just it makes my heart sing because right now I've been doing this work for so long. It's not work, it's play, it's plurk, playing and working, but watching the people just do their homework, do their own healing. And again, you get the tools and you actually use the tools. Your life changes so much. I'm just overwhelmed with like an eight-year-old who's now playing music at 19 who didn't get Ritalin. You know, I these are the things that are just right now because I guess I've been doing it so long. I'm just the results, and I, I I'm just so blessed. I'm so blessed to watch all you guys grow. And Savannah will be on the show at the end of the month, the 31st. And she was in our group. She went off to Iceland. She came back a totally different person. She's empowered. She used to have a little bit quiet and. She walked into our group, and I realized everyone that I've done readings with, just for free, they walk up the stairs or I'm at a coffee shop or whatever, and these they go off and they do amazing things. And I don't, you know, have to do anything. They just find the right person. They just keep moving. So, And it, the chakra readings, all they're doing is find that one place where you feel frustrated or blocked, and it could be anger. It could be a lack of love. I have an issue with self-worth. You know, there's these things that you have to work on, and sometimes over a lifetime. Yeah, there's daily reminders of, you know. So what, what are you working on right now? <laughs> so when you come back? Um, I'm working on, it was communication was my chakra. And where am I at? I'm the, communicating <laughs> a whole lot right now. You're on the radio <laughs> with Dina Marie. So well, I did my homework. Yes, you did. I'm just very blessed to have fallen into this little game that I invented. And I have no more books left, so I don't know what's going on. But there are a bunch on Amazon that... I gave boxes away to bookstores, and there are some in Florida because of Gary and Suzanne uh, Manson Mitchell show. I gave some to them, but you can still get the book. Uh, but more than anything else is just research chakras, maybe take a Reiki class. You can call Deidre. Absolutely. I'm doing the readings and Reiki and mes- angel messages and just trying to help people right now. Awaken within. Awaken, Awaken within. within. Well, I feel very blessed, and I thank you for writing with me so I'm not so lonely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What am I going to be doing? I have no idea. I've been, like, running around from would-be to Camino, would-be to Camino. I think this weekend I'm going to stay home. But if you want to reach out to me, it's Dina at Dina-Marie.com. I got my Yahoo email back because I prayed, Benny. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Some guy named Tim, bless his beautiful heart, walked me through it. I couldn't get those people to pick up, answer anything. But I put that, I, I choose peace, and then I let it go, and my voice is like, why don't you push the wrong button? Don't push the one button that you don't have your email. Push the one button like you want to buy something. Ooh, <laughs> I like you know, that. Hey, anybody that don't have your Yahoo, you want to buy something. They pick up the phone <laughs> right away. All right, dina-marie.com. You can go to my website, uh, check out our album, or contact me if you want to through Facebook. And Dina, lift your spirits with Dina Marie. And I'll uh, put my archives out there if you want to listen to the show or share it with someone else. Join us next week for more people, place, and activities that will lift your spirits. To my heart seems the only way to go. Where do you find, where do you find this thing called bad?